Hello and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we've got the regular team back for a classic podcast. You're going to enjoy this. It's just the regular team having a bit of fun. Enjoy and have a magical week. Hello everybody and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we're breaking it up from the last couple of weeks because we do not have a guest. So it's just the regular team getting into an old-fashioned topic. Uh, which is going to be great. So for people that have been missing that, welcome back to this. Um, we have really appreciated a lot of people have been listening to the last couple of episodes. So we really are grateful for that. It's been awesome. Our numbers have been going up. So thanks for that. It's been very exciting. So we're glad you are all enjoying that one. Uh, and I just want to give a quick uh, shout out to, yeah, our, our last couple of guests have really been amazing. And you'll also notice that the time on those podcasts is quite long. So they're really good to sit down and just enjoy a whole almost hours worth of content. So great for everybody to go check those out. So before we even get into the ML recommendation, I'm recommending if you haven't listened to those, go check them out. Um, <laughs> but before uh, we get into today's topic and even today's ML recommendation, let's check out what the team is up to and see how they've been. So Al... With the new headset, Al, how are you going this week? Oh, I'm going great. Thanks, Jez. Yeah, I've got a bit of a surprise this morning. I went to Pilates, which I've been doing a bit of lately, and they had a big celebration this morning. Somebody in the room had done 100 classes, and that was me. So I'm very proud. Great job, Al. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is. I'm very happy to hear. Congratulations. And how's it going? How's the how's it feeling after 100 classes? Well, inter- it was an interesting check-in on my, I guess, expectations because I would have said somebody who'd done 100 classes should look a lot fitter than me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the other way thinking, imagine if I hadn't done the 100 classes. <laughs> I love that. Well, great job, Al. And hopefully you get 100 more. And also, did you go, did you do windsurfing? Was that what happened last time we checked in with you? Yes, some kite surfing. Yeah. How did that go? I've had three lessons now and we just got in the water in the third lesson. But even then, it was just being dragged along. I'm learning that kite surfing is probably a little bit like flying a plane. If you don't do it correctly, you can get hurt. So, yeah, I'm glad I met an instructor and didn't just buy a kite and have a go. <laughs> good, good thinking there. Al, well, that's very exciting. And we're excited to see next week what other wild things you're getting up to. It's always good to check in and hear, Al. Oh, sounds great. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> that's all right. Um, Danette, how are you going this week? Yeah, good, Jess. Um, have been in Canberra most of this week. Had um, a face-to-face workshop, which was pretty amazing. So we did a team building planning day for a client, which was fun. Um, and today we're actually not doing any teaching. So Graham and I went and had brunch at the Botanical Gardens this morning. So that was pretty cool. And it was nice weather. So we went for a walk as well. That's awesome. Good yeah. good idea. Good thinking. <laughs> and Graham, how are you going this week? Yeah, I'm good, Jess. Thanks. Um, yes, and it said today has been, uh, been quite nice. We've had a, a good week. Yep. Um, lots of uh, lots of work on at the moment, but um, also finding time to have the occasional break, which mm. has been good. How's your week been, Jess? Yeah, all right. I've been sick uh, since last weekend, but I've been feeling a bit better now. And so it's been a pretty chill week. 
And what else have I done? Not too much. I've just been doing a little bit of basketball practice. I'm going to try out next Sunday. I'm going to try out for the local team just for fun, you know, because why not? You know, I haven't lost in a while. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just have some fun and see how we go. I'm sure I'm going to get smoked. I don't, I definitely don't feel like I've got the fitness, but I'll be out there just trying to shoot some threes. So we'll see how we go anyway. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's good to check in. Uh, now, today I do have an ML recommendation. Uh, I've actually got two for people that want to uh, check these out. So one of them is a podcast, which I'll do first. So uh, speaking of basketball, actually, it's a basketball-related podcast, but it delves into something that's not really about basketball. So uh, some people may know the former NBA player, JJ Redick. You may not. He also wasn't a star. He was just like a player who started his own podcast. And he interviewed comedian Hassan Minaj, who some people may have heard of. He's got a new special on Netflix at the moment. And what's interesting about that talk is that um, they talk about basketball and they talk about comedy and everything. But towards the end of the conversation, they talk about friendship in adult men and how it doesn't always blossom so easily. And they they become friends on it. And so it's a really interesting look because it's in like a sort of pro athlete and a comedian becoming friends and so anyway i thought it was a really interesting podcast uh so for people that want to check that out it's just the old man in the three is the name of the podcast and the uh it's a hassan minaj episode so you can check that out and then the second one i want to check out is a company called acknowledge this that i think people should go check out if you are not sure about acknowledgements of country in australia and it seems sort of like something that people just kind of read off a bit of paper and you don't really understand what's kind of behind it these these two people emma and reese hold little zoom meetings where they talk about it and they make it very approachable emma's american so she's coming in sort of very uh alien to the concept and uh reese is indigenous uh and so they talk about all these different things and where people might feel shame where people might not understand it and they do it in a very positive way so if you get a chance to check out them they're also a great uh, little resource so those are my ml recommendations and and, and jess i've got to say i actually know emma well, there you and, go. Yeah, so I'm catching up with her in Perth at the end of November. Great. So how cool. And that wasn't even planned, so that's awesome. So I will let them know you gave them a shout out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, maybe we can even grab them on the podcast one time. They both seem really fun. I will I will ask. I'm yeah. sure they wouldn't. Yeah, totally. that's cool. <laughs> Awesome. Well, today uh, we're actually doing a topic that was uh, submitted by uh, podcast regular John Scollin, and we're going to be talking about your persona. So this was kind of an interesting one, and uh, he sent me a bunch of different ideas that he had for topics, and this one really stood out to me because it seemed quite different than what we usually do. So uh, we're going to be talking about your persona, public and private personas, and how they're different. Um, so I guess that's a great place to start. So Al, question number one, some people have a different public persona to what they are like in private. Why do you think this would be the case? Yeah, probably two things come to mind, Jez. The first one would be safety, where I know for me, quite often, I feel a lot um, safer sharing things with people in private, where in public, I might not be as, I guess, game to express my opinions for fear of, you know, people who don't agree with me. And the other one that came to mind was sometimes we need to act a bit more professional or probably not even act, but be more professional in a work setting where it's not appropriate to be the class clown where in the private setting, we're having a few drinks and the class clown can be quite entertaining. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I love that answer, and it's true. So you can't always be uh, can't always be funny, and so yeah, that's cool. Love that, Al. Thanks so much, um, Jeanette. I might go to you. Some people have a different public persona to what they are like in private. Why do you think this would be the case? Yeah, and I really love this concept. And I remember attending a webinar by the gentleman. His name escapes me, but he wrote the book The Mindful Leader, and he talked about what we call this concept is image management. So, and he was saying that. People um, sometimes spend up to 40% of their day managing that image between who they are privately mm. and who they are um, professionally. And that can obviously be draining of energy. So it's something to sort of think about. Um, and I think sometimes the fear bit that I was talking about, absolutely. So it may not be safe to, to bring all of you to the workplace. Also, sometimes your role requires it. So I'm naturally introverted and a lot of people don't believe that, but I'm quite, I, I regenerate my energy through being by myself, being in nature, being quiet. But obviously as a facilitator, that doesn't quite work. So when, I, when I'm in my work role, I'm like, okay, I need to be more extroverted. I need to sort of yeah, bring that energy. And so that's just because the role requires it as well. So I think that's another reason. And I'm perfectly okay with that because I understand what I'm doing. Like that's actually something that I'm conscious I'm doing. So, um, but I think when you start out in your workplace, you may not know that. And so you're just trying to work out what works in the workplace. Um, and sometimes you might've just been trained that way. So, yeah, yeah there's I some love, answers. I love Great that. And yeah, no, and I love that there's so much um, diversity in type, sort of the different scenarios where this could occur and different reasons for it. So it's really cool. I love it. Um, Graham, I'll throw to you. Some people have a different public persona to what they like in private. Why would that be the case? Um it's actually, it is a great topic and a great question. Thanks, John. Pity you're not with us. Uh, Michael Bunting. Oh, that's was, the guy. Yeah, yeah Michael yeah, Bunting awesome. wrote The Mindful Leader. Um yeah, a new book out. So I, I like um, both Alan and Danette's um, thoughts around, you know, the, the whole psychological safety thing I think is is huge. And and I I think at the moment it's a much bigger aspect of um, how we think about the persona that we share with the rest of the world because there's so much potential for us to believe that other people are paying attention to us, whether they are or not. I mean, social media has just made it ridiculously easy, theoretically, to connect with a million other people on planet Earth, whereas, you know, before the internet came along, if you could connect with 200, that would be amazing. So, um, so, and, uh, you know, the image management thing, I, I think um, not being... Um, comfortable with being disliked and we're in uh Dimmick's bookstore there's a plug for Dimmick's we should get a commission from Dimmick's <laughs> so I've just said it three we, times we just spent a, lot um, <laughs> a little earlier today and uh I noticed ironically one of the book titles in there was uh along the lines of how to be comfortable with not being liked mm. and I, I think I, yeah our default in a lot of respects is to to um to sit in a space or, or be a person or present a person or persona to the rest of the world that's going to help us be liked and we, we do that much more easily than we would present a persona that other people don't like if that makes sense mm -hmm. and again it's the whole safety thing that al mentioned to start with i think nice yeah, totally. And I think also, you know, we're just social creatures. So it's just a natural yeah. part of who we are. We want to be liked. Um, 
It actually, one of the things, this reminds me of something I actually watched in one of these acknowledge this videos that they sent through. Um, Reese was talking about how when he does his, when he does acknowledgements of country, it's often very personal. He would try and personalize it a little bit so that it's more, because that's what it's supposed to be, I guess, is it's meant to be more your thoughts on something and giving like a sort of thanks for that. And he's saying that he's, he's often in a no-win situation because uh, when he does it, it's sometimes like someone's going to get offended no matter what he does. Because if he doesn't do it the traditional way, just off the piece of paper, someone might be like, well, how come he gets to do this? I didn't get to do this. I'm offended by that. And if he does do it um, just the traditional way, like that people have write, written it down, then people will be offended that he's not doing it from his heart. So he's like, there's no win sometimes. Sometimes you just have to go in understanding yeah. that. So I thought that was a kind of interesting insight and a good way to kind of look at some of these things as well. That sometimes you just got to do what you do and someone, even if someone gets offended, it's not your fault. You know, you can't control everything. Um, all right, Graham, well, I might start with you here. How do you bring your personal persona or true persona forward? Goodness, it's, a, it's such an awesome question. Um, who are you? Yeah, I sort of go back to, uh, it was a, just a paragraph in, in the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi, that I was recommended to us years ago and I read, and, and it's an amazing story. Um but and in the book, the the author talks of a um, a yogi that he had respected and learned much from, and one of this yogi's um, most valued practices was to ask himself the question every single day, "Who am I?" And then sit with that question. So I think for all of us, I well, sorry for all of us, I, I wonder whether for, for many, some of us, um, actually trying to get clear on who your true self really is would be a good start. Uh, but I don't know whether we can just sit and be quiet and, and ask yourself the question, now, who am I? Do that every day and you start to gain awareness or whether we do it experientially by presenting a persona to the world and then maybe reflect on how that feels and looks. And I'm not sure. I, I, again, it's a great question, but but I, I suspect part of it comes back to um, a big part of it's just around self-awareness. Mm. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's such a tough question, who am I, you know? Because it's, it's really hard to answer that question. I, like, is it something that you do in relation to other people? I'm this job or whatever, or is it something more interpersonal? It's a great question to ask yourself a lot, I guess. Because mm. the yeah. answer will probably change all the time as well because of just, yeah. yeah, different things. So it's cool. Anyway, thanks for that, Graham. Great suggestion. Danette, how do you bring your personal persona or true persona forward? So I think a couple of things. Um, firstly, notice your energy. So I think when we bring our true self forward, we tend to, we're lighter. So when we're sort of pretending to be someone, it's a little bit heavier because you've got to be more paying attention more. Whereas when you bring yourself, you don't really have to. That happens sort of most naturally. Um I think, you know, when we're growing and, you know, sort of ageing, we learn more about ourselves as we age. So part of it also is, you know, what can I do an assessment that gives me a little bit more awareness about where my strengths lie, for argument's sake, where my preferences lie? Because, again, that will sort of give you some insights as to what gives you that nice light energy and, and you can sort of bring more of yourself to the world. And the other thing, um, and I definitely did this when I was younger, is... If I didn't know if I liked something or not, if whether it was really part of me, I would just volunteer to do different things. And, and it's one of the things I really respect about Al. Al's always trying different things and sometimes they won't work and that's okay. 
but it's that give it a go and notice your energy. And one of the things I'd say that people often discount what they're really good at. So if, say, you're really good at um, public speaking, you go, oh, yeah, everyone can do that. But actually, no, they can't. So notice if you discount, because that might also be part of your um, actual self that maybe sometimes you're pushing to one side because you don't really own that strength in yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think also this, uh, what you're talking about also reminds me of when we talked about sometimes the fear of success also is something that can be kind of related to this. And yeah. um, as like a sort of yin yang to the fear of failure with some of these trying these things out as well. So yeah, love that. Um, thanks. Dan <laughs> and Al, I might actually just sort of follow off um, what Danette was saying about you trying a lot of things. Um, a, has there been anything that you've tried and you're like, wow, this really isn't for me? Because it seems like Pilates is going pretty well. Um, and then I guess B, uh, how, how do you bring your personal persona or true persona forward? Great question, Jez. And I guess my motto is these days it is to try different things. I tried the gym for 10 years and thought, you know, it's, it's the way to get fit. And when we moved, I just didn't do anything for a year. And Pilates, interestingly, does work. The time passes where in the gym, I spent every five minutes looking at the clock. Um, the other things coming up for me listening to you guys were having realistic expectations. I like the idea of not everybody's going to like us where that was something I really struggled with. I would check in with 10 people and try and make them happy. And like Graham was saying, I forgot who I was. And it's me finding out who I am. Um, one, again, I guess a, an ex a model I use is say for a parent or I could be the, the person who drives the kids around. I could be the parent or what I'm aiming for these days is, am I being kind, caring, compassionate? Am I being the safe harbor for my children to come home to at the end of the day, even if they're doing, even if they've made a mistake? Am I still showing them love? That was something that worked well for me. Love that, Al. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. And thanks for your insight. And also, it's always great to hear you discovering these different things as well. It's a, like Danette said, it is actually very inspiring. So that's awesome. Um, I'll stay with I'll stay with you, Al, uh, just because I actually feel like this follows on exactly to what you were talking about. How have you noticed um, this this change in your personas over time as well? I'm probably relating back to, I think, I'm not sure, as Graham or Danette said, we don't notice the things that we do well. I do really resonate with that. I don't notice that I change. And I guess for me, it's hanging around guys like yourselves who do point out things along the way and notice. I remember Graham, I asked Graham, was I, I good at something? And Graham said, you're better than when you did it last time. And I thought that was a great measure as opposed to checking on my ego that said I still wasn't doing it perfectly. I love that. Yeah, that's great, Al. And that's a great way to do it. Have other people keep track because it is sometimes really hard to notice these things. Yeah. Kanika and I talk about mm. it all the time that it's like whatever's happening with us, it's always, we're always so much further along than we were, you know, a year ago. But when it's happening day by day, you don't really see that happening so much so it is always good to check in it is mm, yeah um Danette, i'll go to you how have you noticed this change in your personas over time yeah i love this question and i reflected to when i first started my career to um when i actually had you jez and when i started my career i worked in a couple of the big accounting firms so that back then they were the big eight 
Um, and so there was an expectation that you turned up in beautiful suits, makeup, hair done, high heel shoes and stuff like that. And when I had jazz, I was, you know, I was working, had jazz, doing my MBA at the same time. And I was tired and my boss said, well, why are you wearing makeup? Why are you wor worrying about wearing high heels and stuff like that? I'm like, well, that's actually a really good question. So from then on, I just stopped. <laughs> and it was like, that was part of the work persona that wasn't, me because I'm not really a makeup type person and stuff like that um and I think one of the other tools that really helped has helped me over the years is that reflection so looking forward at what what is more that gives me a beautiful life that is successful from my perspective which is very different from everyone else and Robin and Sharma used to get us to do an exercise called your perfect day where you'd think about what was really important for you and you'd map out your day and that really helped me come back to, well, what is important for me? You know, what is success for me? Um, and it's hanging out with you guys for argument's sake and and all of us learning and growing. Like that's that to me is an awesome day. So it's it's understanding what's important for you and then going, these other things, do I need to keep doing them? And if you don't, I love the term, stop doing. <laughs> great question long answer yeah no, i totally i totally um agree with that and i feel like there's constantly things happening like that for everybody where some public figure something will happen with them and then people are like actually it doesn't matter they come back into the public in a little bit and it's like oh it actually turns out this wasn't something that everyone needed to do and i think at a yeah at a small level it is exactly what you're talking about where you go to work and you're doing all this stuff and then you're like actually i don't need to do this no one really cares yeah so i love that insight thanks to um, Graham, I'll go to you. How have you noticed this change in your personas over time? Um, like probably the, the first thing that came to mind for me was um, some aspects of your persona perhaps don't change over time. So I, I've been hilariously funny for my entire life. Um, and one of the other constants throughout that entire period is that nobody else on planet Earth thinks that way, and that's okay. I'm all right with that. It's um, it's really interesting because I, the thing that really jumped out at me when I read this question, um, is a um, literally a personality transplant that I uh, underwent twenty odd years ago, and uh, ironically, most of the people that know me today, outside of family, probably didn't know me back then, but um, you know, thirty. 30 years ago, I was the angriest person on planet Earth. Um, that was interesting. And that was a, a really good example of pretending to be somebody to keep everybody else happy, um, being completely unaware. Well, yeah, I don't think I, I really knew. Maybe deep down I did, but I wasn't doing anything about it. So I, I think... Um, the reflection, Danette mentioned reflection. I think the reflection piece is so important. And and also being open to maybe having different conversations with people you wouldn't normally have a conversation with. It's a bit like, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we ask a question that helps us understand we don't know. And sometimes we won't know what that question is. But if we have a chat with somebody we've never spoken to before or we don't talk too much or we read a different book or, you know, um, we we sort of gain a little bit of an insight or we hear a question and think, oh, Wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, the other thing that came to mind when I, when I sort of read this question was 
Um, yeah, the idea of personality. So Joe Dispenza, uh, and there's some there's some science behind this in um, breaking the habit of being yourself. Talks about the fact that our personality is is literally um, the result of a consistent pattern of thinking and and sort of thoughts, emotions, and behaviours over a long period of time. So you can change your personality just by changing the way you think. Yeah, simplistically, but but there's science behind it. Uh, the other thing, that, a question that sort of popped out a minute ago was, do we need to have uh, or show the same persona to the world every day? I mean, so what does it matter if I show up differently? Is that a big deal? Um, and I'm not sure of the answer to that question other than am I doing it because I have, because other people have, different people have different expectations of me, so I pretend to be someone different depending on who I am? Or do I just show up differently because I am an evolving, you know, a constantly evolving human being and and I'm never the same person two days in a row? I don't know. Mm, oh, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea that we're constantly evolving. Like I often go back to, you know, once upon a time I was a three-year-old baby and needed someone to wipe my bottom and eventually I grew up a bit and I didn't need that, but I still needed mum and dad to take care of me and, one day I didn't need mum and dad to take care of me. And yeah, I love that idea that we're always evolving and growing. And just because we didn't like the version or we may not have liked the version of you know, who we were last week doesn't mean that we can't start a different version this week. So true. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. all of that. That's a great insight. And I think it's an important one also to get reminded of regularly that you don't have to be the same person all the time. And and I think sometimes it can be scary to take that first step to try and change stuff. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes as well, I think. So love that. Um, thanks so much. Well, great chat, everybody. I loved this. Uh, such an interesting topic. So thanks, John, for the suggestion. Um, now, before we go, let's grab some just final thoughts from everybody. So Al, final thoughts on your persona. Um, the one thing in my mind, Jez, is it's the, the tribe of people we hang around. I think we've probably all heard that we've become the average of the five people we hang around the most and sort of looking back over my life, listening to the conversation here, yeah, quite often I become, you know, like the people around me. And and I would say that years ago I would look at a lot of people and think they're too good to hang around. Where these days when I see somebody who I think is too good to hang around, again I jump into the the idea of let's try something different and hang around those people to see what happens. Yeah, love that. And that's another great insight as well, just as a little end of the thing to like hang around with different people. And also, yeah, you, you will become those types of people. So love that, Al. Thanks so much for that. Danette, uh, final thoughts on your persona? So I've actually got two, if that's okay. So, And they both come from experiences that I've had in the last couple of weeks. So earlier this week, I was talking to uni students about how do they stand out when they're going for job interviews. And one of the things we know about our brain is our brain actually loves things that are new and interesting. And so when we show our full persona, we're unique. And when we do that really beautifully, we bring all of our gifts to the world. And so part of my message to the uni students was, don't try and be someone else, actually show who you are. So one of the guys in a previous session, he loved music. So he had guitars in his background in his virtual interview. Turned out the interviewer loved music as well. And so he ended up getting a job because they connected on that more personal side of things. And the other one is from someone that um, I've been coaching and we did an assessment against them. 
and their natural preference um, was nearly diametrically opposed to how they were showing up at work. And I said to them, do you go home exhausted? And they're like, all the time. And I'm like, this is why, because how you are normally at work, you are the complete opposite. And it had turned out that in a previous industry, they'd needed to be this, what we call adjusted style. Um, and because they'd done that industry for a long time, they just brought that into the new industry. But actually, their, their normal or their actual persona, persona was better for the new industry. So I said, you can you can just go back to who you naturally are because that's actually going to give you more energy and you're going to be fine that you don't have the, the lack of energy at the end of the day. So I think that's also just noticing that energy can be super important. Long answer too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great as well. Another great insight. I love that as well. So thanks, Danette. Um, Graham, any final thoughts on your persona? Uh, final thoughts on on my persona? No, because um, yeah, let's let's not ruin the day. But thank you for us. Um, I I yeah wanted to just borrow a couple of thoughts from other people who are way smarter than me. One was uh, and this goes back to what Danette said a, a minute ago about being yourself. You know, Oscar Wilde apparently once said, mm. "Be yourself. Everyone else is taken," uh, which I quite liked. And I I think you know again for all of us make some time to sit with the question, who are you? And be okay with not knowing what the answer is, mm. but ask the question anyway. Um, the second was I, I was going to um, borrow something that Dr. James Rouse shared um, in one of his groups earlier in the week, but I can't remember it word for word. So I'll go with something else he shared uh, quite a while ago, which was that the, the world doesn't need to hear any more sermons. We need to see them. Mm. Um and, and that sort of dovetails into the other thing he said, which was something along the lines of um, the, the bravest thing you can do today is to show up as the best possible version of yourself nice. because that's what we need. You know, going back to Danette's point and Al's point, it's, it really is. And if you're not sure what the best version of yourself is, then try it and then find some time to reflect and then think, well, okay, could I do a little bit better tomorrow? Could I be 1% better tomorrow than I was today? And it's not about us saying to other people, this is how you show up as the best version of yourself because the only person who knows what that is is you. And can I sort of add to that? So one of other James's other sayings, which comes to what Al was talking about before, is the tribe you're around. And he says, if you walk into a room and they ask you to dim your light, politely excuse yourself and never go back. And I really like that because that is bringing your persona. And if that group is not comfortable with it, then they're probably not your tribe because you don't want to be dimmed. You want to actually shine brightly. Yeah. So, yeah, great topic. Love this topic. Yeah, well, that's all great uh, stuff from everybody. Great answers. I feel like this has been such a great topic. So thank you again, John. And I feel like it, it's such a different one. So this was so cool. Um, thank you, Alan, Danette and Graham for this episode. Really fun. Uh, next week, we have another guest who uh, everyone can check out next time. But uh, until next time, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out all the old episodes. Thanks for sharing it. And uh, have a magical week. You too. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, thanks everyone. Alan. Thanks, thanks